Alive, it's alive, it's alive! Hello, 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 and welcome back to your Nerd of Godcast, that place where Christ culture and nerd culture dress up like Elliot and E.T. and ride their bike in front of a full moon. Elliot. Be good. Be good. (laughs) Eating Reese's Pieces until the sun comes up. Touch fingers. Over their makeshift camp in the woods and their communication device uh, constructed out of a speaking spell. Would you guys please calm down? (laughs) <laughs> someone someone is going to get thrown tonight. It's going to happen. My name is Tony T, and we're here to talk about all the things that make you geek out and give glory to God. But guess what? We're not going to be doing it all by ourselves. He is often imitated, never successfully duplicated, not even under the most pristine laboratory conditions. Would you please give it up for that big, mighty friend, Quentin Gregory Neff? Ooh, it is me, Mr. Creepy. <laughs> and I don't know what's happening. And that's what he has on his Tinder profile, which oh, I think which I think does him no justice. Arguably, you know, weird thing is no matches. <laughs> no matches. <laughs> Strangely and, enough. Strangely enough. Strangely enough. Uh she is the star of screen and stage, loved by children everywhere and a lifter of our souls. Will you please welcome the notorious JCC Julia Cameron Colazzo? Hi you guys. How's it going? How was your day? Tell me all about it. What you can't it's a podcast. <laughs> no, I want to tell you all about my day. I wasn't asking you, Tony. I was asking the viewers, viewers, listeners. Yes, listeners. well, they, they might be staring at the thumbnail graphic. So the they, they consumers. could potentially the consumers. be viewing us. Answer this survey about how your day was. Our friend. <laughs> I'll post it on the, on the page. Sitting next to me, which is the best place in the world because she is my best friend from the Island of Enchantment, sometimes sassy but always classy. Would you please welcome lovely lady Lismati? Particularly sassy today. Particularly Ooh. sassy, yeah, much to- much to our chagrin or delight, you know, because that Ooh. could make for good radio. Yeah. Uh, over in the uh, booth, pushing all the buttons that keep this bucket of bolts flying. Would you please welcome our own resident smart guy, Nick, the engineer? Hello. Hello. Hey, hi, Nick. And coming back to our show, we we went in the Wayback Machine, all the way back to season two. And we, we tonight we're going to be talking about Spoopy Season. Spoopy oh. Season. Spoopy Season returns to the Nerd of God cast. Ooh, how spoopy. We're going to be talking about all the things. I just spooped my pants. <laughs> <laughs> all the things that make a us. catchphrase for tonight. <laughs> you spooped no. your pants. Uh, please hear, don't. You're please don't. Times no, please don't. I, I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> I wish you wouldn't. Let's, <laughs> get, let's give respect to a Nerdy Godcast veteran all the way back from the early days. One half of your Nerdy Godcast twins. Would you please say hello to Jessica Terror? 
Hello, everyone. It's so good to be back. It's Nick. It's Nick Sadler's baby mama, you guys. (laughs) His wife. Yes, also his wife, but his baby mama. Much more interesting. It's like my wife. Feather radio, feather radio. So, uh, so, so Nick asked us to bring you here tonight, Jessica, because he has some things that he wants to tell you that he's not happy about. Nick, go ahead. The floor is yours. (laughs) The Um, look he's giving me is terrified. (laughs) Nope. Oh, he's he's feeling. He's, he just spooked his pants. <laughs> he knows yeah. better. Yeah. Well, we are we are glad to have you here. And I just I did not want to talk about anything that was uh, scary or went bump in the night without bringing in somebody who has the audacity to have named herself or allowed herself to be named uh, Tara. Jessica, how have you been? I've been busy. <laughs> so catch us up. You had a kid. Yeah. yeah. You, uh, you got married. Early. Not in that order. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> you did. You had a. You had a. So it's it's so so long ago. I forget. You had a child two months early. Yes. Like he was in the hospital for like two months waiting for he was, his. Yeah, it was a month, thirty-one days. He was in NICU. Could you imagine if you ordered something from Amazon? It was supposed to be there what? on Thursday, but it got there on Monday. But you weren't allowed to open the box until Thursday. That yeah. seems like it'd be frustrating. It's like that, but with a with a human. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's nothing at all like that. I mean, that. it's, it, 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 well, at least when with Amazon, you know when you can open it. <laughs> we didn't know when he was coming home. It was like, all right, he can come home now. He's going home Thursday. We're like, what? Uh, he was busy at Nick University. Nick U. Yeah. Nick, 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 you. Uh, <laughs> we are... Well, we are really glad to have you back. Uh, Jackie was going to be here tonight, but we realized that you can't both be here. So Jackie's on babysitting duty. (laughs) We love and appreciate Jackie. Thank you. She's doing a wonderful job. Thank you for your service, Captain Jack. How do you know you're not there to watch? She's texting me. Ah. (laughs) Actively right now. Uh, well, good, 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 good. We hope that your your baby is happy with Auntie Jackie, and uh, we are certainly privileged and honored to have you here. And for all of you that are listening, welcome to the Nerd of Godcast. We are so grateful to have you with us, whether it's your first time or you've been with us for seasons upon seasons upon seasons. Uh, the point is that you are here tonight, and we are so glad to have you. We'd love for you to join the conversation. The best way for you to do that is to be a part of our social media world. How can they do that, Lizmati? I'm glad you asked. Wherever there's people on online who love Jesus and nerdy stuff, the Nerd of Godcast is there. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. Mm-hmm. Become a supporter of this ministry at patreon.com slash nerd of Godcast, and you can also subscribe to our daily nerd devos on your favorite podcast app or on your Alexa. Finally, join our online small group, the Nerd of God Squad, on Facebook by going to nogsquad.com. The Nerd of God Squad, share some memes, and live your dreams. Fantastic job. Fabulous. All right. (laughs) Well, without further hesitation, let's get into it tonight. We're going to start out with a quick question uh, on a little segment that we like to call If We Were. Character from a movie or a video game, a famous flying he's from somewhere deep in space. It's time to find out from the his and hers. We're going to play a game called If We Were. On tonight's If We Were, a very spoopy edition... I'm not going to get tired of that button. <laughs> we would like to know uh, who you would be if you were a famous movie monster. Oh. I know, so spoopy. Uh, so, monsters for the big screen. I guess I could even allow monsters from the small screen. Who would okay, you good. be if you were... A, uh, a monster, a famous monster from uh, movies or or screen. Neff, you're up, man. I would be Frankenstein. Tell us more. The monster, his monster, or the doctor? Uh, they're both Frankenstein. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, but you got to pick Incorrect. one. Incorrect. 
Uh, Frankenstein's monster is the son of Frankenstein because Frankenstein created him, so he would inherit his name. The son of Frankenstein. It's true. Mm-hmm. Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> uh, specifically, Robert De Niro's Frankenstein. Okay. All right. Why? Because he's a good actor. <laughs> Okay. That's my favorite version of Frankenstein. It's the Robert De Niro version. The one with Kenneth Branagh and yeah. Helena Bonham Carter. That's my favorite Frankenstein. Oh, so that would be you would be that Frankenstein. That's yeah, that's the bomb.com on CD. Because he could talk, right? Yeah. He wasn't just like a fire bad. No, he was, he's get, he's like super literate. Yeah. And stuff, which is pretty cool. He's like, hey, you you thought you looking at me? You looking at me? Am I, am I you know, I'm walking you know, like I don't know. Just, yeah, that's the Frankenstein. <laughs> I'm I'm the only monster here. <laughs> You must be talking to me. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right. Very good. Julia, if you were a monster, and it's so hard to imagine you as a monster. I have an answer. Please tell us <laughs> who it would be. You know, I, I, I identify with what Neff said, but a little bit of a different flavoring, if you will. Okay. So track with me real quick. Yes. Do you remember Looney Tunes? I love Looney Tunes. Do you remember Baby Looney Tunes? I I love Baby Tunes. Is Baby Looney Tunes the same as Tiny Tunes? No. No. Okay, so that's a generational gap. Jessica and I are on the wrong side of the fence here. Okay, so Baby Looney Tunes, specifically when they dress up for Halloween. It sounds like like a knockoff of Muppet Babies. Anyways. You're interrupting this journey. So so follow the journey. Um, Tweety Bird dresses up as Frankenstein's monster and looks like this. So this would be me. <laughs> you are. Because I'm are. not scary at <laughs> all. Let me see that. You are a black and white, media. yeah, Tweety Pie. Let me see that. Dressed up as Frankenstein. Oh, he looks adorable. He's terrifying. <laughs> Frankenstein. <laughs> I taught, I taught a villager with a pitchfork and a torch. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So a very specific uh, and niche monster, but I guess one that's so so far we are uh, two for two on Frankenstein's. Yeah, uh, Frankenstein's rule multiverse. <laughs> uh, Jessica, if you're a monster, who who are you? So I was originally going to go with Dracula, but that's, that sucks. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with. I'll see myself out. Mina Harker. Okay. All right. So, like League of Extraordinary mm-hmm. Gentlemen, Mina Harker. Yep. Okay. Very, very cool. Is she like the, the the vampire from? So she would be a Winona Ryder from the uh, Francis Ford Coppola movie. Yeah. She, oh, okay. Yeah, okay, okay. So, so she's the one that that Dracula fell in love with, and yeah. uh, in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, she becomes kind of like a crime fighter, but mm-hmm. she still has all the powers. And the uh, emotional scars that go with them. Yeah. Well, but you don't have the the awesomeness of Keanu Reeves doing a terrible British accent. No, no, you don't. Dang bull haircut. Goodness. Uh, yeah. God help us. None Roasted. of us. Roasted. Uh, none of us ever shall. Uh, interesting. Choice, great, great answer. Great answer. Great answer. Uh, at least Monty Valentine. Right. So I think I kind of misunderstood the question. Okay. I thought that it was like just like villainous characters, like not monsters, more like no. villains, kind of. Okay. That, that's fine. We're pretty we're fast and loose with the rules here. So I was thinking like Hela from Thor because she seems really mean and I do be getting grumpy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you don't keep this body fed with snacks, she will absolutely grab Mjolnir and smash it into pieces. I'm just saying. It, it and the appropriate snacks. Well, she's yeah. scary. I get that. So that makes like Max like your Fenris wolf, right? Like the yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's adorable. <laughs> I love that. Very nice. Very nice. Nicholas, if you were a monster, who would you be? Um, I was thinking probably uh, like a Doctor Jackal. Oh. oh. Yeah. So, so the, you implying then that maybe you have like a little bit of a dark side, like a little bit of maybe. a mood swing. Jessica, you're here. Can you attest to this? I keep him happy. <laughs> Wait, that was so wholesome. He's more Dr. Jekyll than Hyde. I have not seen his bad side, so. Mm. 
That's so cute. She keeps them happy, kids. Very Barrymore esque. Um, if I had to be a monster, I I I feel like I would want. I I I have a lot of relating to. I'm I'm gonna be the Hunchback of Notre Dame, but very specifically oh. Disney's Hunchback of Notre Dame. Aww. So he's not a monster. He is a. I mean, he, yeah, he, he's regarded as such by most of society. Yes, but that yes. doesn't make him one. He is deformed. He well, is neither ugly. is Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> and these well, are crimes. I would like to know what we define a monster as. You Y'all didn't even really use a monster. You just used a villain. You can't just. Which arguably is more of a monster than the Hunchback of Notre Dame, Claude, who didn't do anything to anyone. Judge Claude Frodo, Frollo is definitely a, a monster. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, right. Okay, so you're saying that my answer is somehow invalid? Yes. All right, then I'm going to be the Count from Sesame Street. Oh. Uh, 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 thank you. Thank you for beating me I to think that. that. I why, think that works. Why was he ever a vampire? I don't know that because they ever count. stated. Oh, yeah, so there was a whole thing. Could that have I, been an accountant. <laughs> I just watched this whole video about whether they were they were trying to find out if he actually was a vampire, and I think that the the Sesame Street workshop, like the Children's Television Network, would not cop to the fact that he was or was not a vampire. Like, why, they, but why is that even in question? He's clearly a vampire. Because then he's gonna be killing people. Yeah, on I, I think Street. I think they don't want like the kids on Sesame Street to think like, oh, if you can't count past seven he's going to suck your blood ah, ah, you know like that like so then what is the thought that this is just it? A, a guy who is really into like hot topic wear it's a great pun that's and what it is. has weird <laughs> teeth sharpening thing that's right that's right so um, he's got uh, pronounced by cuspids yeah. i don't know <laughs> i don't know how this all works uh we need somebody in the research department somebody out there in the squad let us know do the research do the googling find out if the count from sesame street is actually a vampire and they're gonna do something stupid like they did with cookie monster and make him into a vegetarian or something like that they, that's what they <laughs> did that with Cookie Monster. <gasps> no, they did They not. made it where like he's his, like Veggie his, Monster. His, yeah, he's like Veggie Monster now because he eats broccoli. What? Yeah. You weren't yeah. aware? No. Oh, does he so not sad. eat cookies at all anymore? I think he does, but I think he only like lightly snacks on cookies because he's, I don't know, got a gluten intolerance or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's how the diabetic rate is not moved at all. We do. We hate everything. That's And and speaking of hating everything, uh, this has been uh, If We Were. Let us know who you would be uh, if you were um, something, uh, a monster of some kind. Before we get on uh, to our next segment here, I want to take a quick second to honor and recognize some very important people, and that is our Patreon sponsors. They are the best, and we love them. Thank you guys so much that that have gone over to patreon.com slash nerdygodcast. They pay the bills, they keep the show on the air, and help us to do some of the fun and special things that we enjoy doing. In fact, this week we sent them out just a because we love them. Um, Our Patreon sponsors that are a part of our um, official Nog Squad tier or higher received an exclusive Patreon fam Nerdy Godcast sticker pack. Ooh. We don't even have these. We don't. No, we don't. This was only, only we didn't bring them to Megacon. This was only for uh, our Patreon sponsors, and uh, we are so, so grateful. And one of our Patreon fam uh, actually came and hang out with us to hang out with us at church on Sunday. This, yeah. this past So a quick shout out to uh, James and Amelia, who uh, yeah. come, come to worship with us at Sanctuary in Longwood. And uh, we got to meet him and hang out with him, Julia. They were so nice. Liz Mati. I don't know if they got to meet Ollie, but. Um, oh, I don't think they did. <gasps> That's sad. So Ollie's they have the to come back. 
And uh, we do want to offer a, a hearty extension of a welcome to anybody that wants to come and worship with us at Sanctuary Long Beach. We have a great time, but uh, especially to our, uh, our our Patreon sponsors, James and Amelia. Thank you for being with us. And to all of our sponsors, we salute you. Salute. We did that with our arms as well. I know. It was it was a, a fully immersive thing. Just so you know. And that was the best thing ever. No, this is the best thing ever. And as we head into tonight's best thing ever, vehicle edition, we got some cleaning up to do from last week. Neff, catch us up, man. Yeah, so last week we had the Mach 5. From Speed Racer. Speed Racer against the Mirthmobile. From Wayne's World. From Wayne's World. My personal choice because uh, it has a licorice dispenser inside of it. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. Mach 5 is cool, though. Mach 5 mm. is dope. It is. It has a monkey in the trunk, usually, though. I would yeah, pay to be in a vehicle that doesn't have licorice in it. I'd pay to be in a vehicle that doesn't have a monkey in the trunk. <laughs> trunk monkey. <laughs> so there are pros and cons to both vehicles. I just went to put my suitcase in the back of my car and nope. a monkey. There's a trunk monkey. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, so we had the vote came up to you guys and the Nerd God Squad. It was not close. No. <laughs> it was a complete shutout. A complete shutout. I didn't actually vote for the Mirthmobile. I forgot to uh, vote. So the Mach 5 oh. shuts out the Mirthmobile. Oh, all right. And moves on to the next round. The Mach Party 5 on, wins. Wayne. Party on, Garth. Sorry, guys. Yeah. All right. So but the Mach 5 moves on. That brings us to this week's best thing ever, and it is a doozy. Oh, oh no, 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 we're we're officially on round two. We've Ooh, we, we've yeah. we've closed out the first uh, round of our, our bracket, so everybody that's now in, in the competition has won at least one round. Mm-hmm. So that's how we're getting. This is the juicy round. This is the then. juicy round. We've eliminated mm-hmm. the. We've separated the wheat from the chaff. We've exactly. got the juice. <laughs> Yes, we Hi, do. Everybody. I, I, didn't I can't imagine piece. a more beautiful thing. Uh, so that, hey, <laughs> let's not be so corny, you guys. <laughs> Sorry, it's just a pun about corn. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm going to cry. <laughs> uh, so this week's best thing ever is the 1989 Batmobile. Oh, oh, winner, winner, win. chicken dinner. That's going to win. Versus Christopher Nolan's hmm? Batman Tumblr. Oh, that might win, that might win. Dang it, man. Batman. That's a battle of the Batman. No, 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 The Tumblr is like two vehicles in one because it has a little pop out. It's got the Bat Pod, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is what it's called. That's the motorcycle thing. And the motorcycle that has a rotating wheel that that moves on several different axes. That's Sick. I'll give this. The 89 Batman made it through two full movies without being completely destroyed. Yeah. But the, uh, the the tumbler got blown up in the Dark Knight. Yeah. Wait, didn't the they did they blow up the Batmobile in in Batman Returns? I felt like that was the Riddler's plot. Was he was going to blow up the Batmobile? I don't think he did it though. I can't remember. The Riddler wasn't. Uh, excuse me, the Penguin, the Penguin, the yeah, Penguin. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Because he had he had city. like the, he had the Red Triangle Circus like take the whole thing apart, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, I, yeah. I I got to go back and watch the Batman movies now. Yeah. So if you want to vote. For who you think should be the best thing ever between the two Batmobiles, you can go to the Nerd of God Squad on Facebook. We can find the poll up ready for you guys to vote for who you think should be the best thing ever. 
And with that, uh, we we actually have a guest tonight going to be on our, our program, our humble little podcast here. And I'm very excited to introduce you to somebody who has been one of my best friends for many, many years. Uh, no stranger at all to uh, not only horror movies, horror comic books, all the spooky and spoopy things that are out there. Um, I am excited to welcome for the very first time to the Nerd of God cast, which it just seems like I've dropped the ball on this after seven seasons, to have one of my very best friends on the planet. It here with me. Would you guys please welcome to the Nerd of God cast from Monster Manor and uh, the TV show Face Off? Would you please welcome Scott Fensterer? Hey! hey. Hello, hello. <laughs> and what did you say your name was again? <laughs> uh, it's uh, Throat Wobbler Mangrove. Okay. <laughs> but it's, it's, How you doing? <laughs> what's going on, Scotty? It's been a busy week, busy day, and and this is a good way to wrap it up. I love that, man. I'm so glad to have you on here. Now, tonight, uh, our, our theme on, on tonight's episode is talking about all the things that are kind of spooky and scary and all those kind of things like that. Uh, but we are a Christian podcast, and this is my tension that I always I- exist in here, is all of these things that are spooky and scary, I have a hard time with them. Uh, you are uh, you're a Christian. You believe in, in the Lord, and uh, but th- but this is your world, man. How, how do you get past all this? All the scary things because I I have watched Monster Manor and I'm uh, gonna I have bad dreams, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, honestly, I put it in perspective because I I have a very unique perspective in this because we do make monsters all day long. I've been involved in makeup, monster makeup, and horror movies since I was young. So I mean, this is something that I've been involved in for so long and read so much about. I knew that it was just people in makeup, so. It was, it was always like, yes, it's a cool story, but the real things that horrify me, that terrify me on a daily basis are the real horrors in the world. Oh so this goodness. is kind of escape for me. I got you. I got you. Now you, and you are like, when you say this, you're not just a, a casual uh, basement uh, makeup effects guy. You're not sitting out there with, you know, some little makeup tray kind of, you know, painting clown makeup on people. You do this professionally. I mean, you, you have done this for, for some, some really big projects. Uh, tell us a little bit about some of your, your pet agree with um, makeup and effects and scary stuff? Well, a lot of my effects work and, and monster makeup has been done uh, independent films. So a lot of it has been one of those things where they're like, oh, we can give you great exposure. Uh, <laughs> one that people know me the most for is actually my season on Face Off, uh, season nine, um, which was amazing. I, I really honestly never thought I would get past episode five. So to make it all to the way to the end was kind of a, a, a really cool bonus, especially at that time in my life. Um, other things people might know me from is um, in Medea's Boo, the first Boo movie. <laughs> oh, um, I love that movie. Yeah, so I was on a special makeup team that was brought in to do the zombies. And there's an actually a really oh. funny story about that um, because there were 50 zombies that we needed to make up, 40 of which were background. Ten were heroes. So that's all we knew going into this. And did all this makeup. It was a 24-hour shoot. Now, bear in mind, he filmed the whole thing, all of Medea's Boo in one week. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, he is he is a lightning-fast director. Tyler Perry, is uh, he is prolific. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how he can do it, because he's doing, you know, uh, a movie um now the post stuff all the editing and stuff that comes after but the principal photography is done in a week so we were called in for this special night in january 
<laughs> cold as can be. And we did these 50 zombies. So we're all excited for the premiere. And my whole family is there. I'm going to see my name in the credits. Oh, my gosh, this is going to, you know, this is this is a one of those quantum leap moments in your life. And the zombies come up and they're all backlit. What? So, oh, no. yes, there. if you've ever seen being chased down the road and they've got all these zombies jumping and doing flips and, you know, fast zombies. And lo and behold, they're all backlit. See any of them? I'm like, oh my gosh, we could have done this with paint and powder. Aww. <laughs> I'm sure it was still hey, really good. Hey, did that check still clear? Oh yes, it did. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, not not to get too crass, but you know the uh, the the old analogy about crap sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the bread's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. that, what a cool experience, man! I know, I know that was a lot of fun. I I've seen your zombies. We've gone to, to MegaCon and different conventions and stuff like that. I think we, we were at Conjure one year, which was uh, you were there with your father-in-law, and you had him made up, and uh, mm -hmm. boy, that was terrifying. I mean, he was he was so believable, even right up close i just kind of shuddered when i saw him we spare no expense <laughs> to say that. but the, the cool thing about my father-in-law is he doesn't mind taking out his teeth oh. for the role <laughs> oh, so he has absolutely no teeth in his head so the one that <gasps> oh we use God. the prosthetic we use on him is actually a torn face so the teeth are on the makeup itself oh wow so he sells it and he walks around and he's six and a half feet tall and wow. he walks up behind people so quietly and then just goes, <laughs> and they freak out. So, yeah. Now, that was yeah, the old Boris Karloff trick, wasn't it? Taking your teeth out so you could look all, all sunken in and created a whole different effect with the makeup? Exactly. He took out his bridge and the one side of his face all sunk in because of that. Man, look at me. Aww. I know some things about a couple things. <laughs> wow. Yes, you do. So speaking of the classics, uh, you know, we have been friends for, uh, my goodness, 20, 25 years now, maybe, give or take. Uh, yeah, you you really kind of brought me into a new level of appreciation on some of those old school movies, the James Whale, the the original Universal uh, catalog of monster movies, and uh, something just came out uh, recently on Disney Plus that I think was a, a wonderful homage to that, based on uh, the Marvel comic Werewolf by Night, right? Oh yeah, well, correct. Yes. Now. I had never heard of Werewolf by Night. I wasn't a, an avid comic reader in the 70s because I was only just born. Um, but you were, and you knew all of those horror comics. You you kind of illuminated those things to me. Did You saw Werewolf by Night. Yes. Tell, yes. tell me what your takeaway was. What, what was your impression of it? My biggest takeaway was Universal, please take note. Um, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Because they out-universaled Universal, if that's yeah. possible. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. This, so so are you comparing this to the Tom Cruise mummy project from a few years ago? Pick one. Pick <laughs> one. Even the most successful Universal monster movie has has paled in comparison to what this, what this put out. Now, notice, I know it was a Disney, but notice... There was almost no blood shown. There was no attacks shown. And still, everyone loved it and had a great time. Yeah. 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 So mm. it was such a throwback to the original Universal Monsters where Dracula didn't even have fangs, you mm. know? Yeah, it told a great story, too. It was a lot of fun. And uh, it, it felt... Uh, it felt unique. It felt like a real standout from kind of what we'd expected, but it still had its roots in Marvel Comics. The, the, when, when did the original Werewolf by Night kind of come out in, in print? Do you remember? I think that was a response to the EC comics like Tales from the Crypt and all of that. So mm -hmm. I'm going to say probably late 60s, early 70s. Right. 
because there was a huge push for monsters. That's where most of the monster kids that came from today, because there was marketing, there was stuff that was out there, action figures, toys. It was all monsters. Yeah, yeah. And the comics were no exception. So, yeah, they had, um, if I remember correctly, they had the monster Frankenstein, Tomb of Dracula, and the werewolf by night and they just took off and then they crept into other heroes um like even spider-man had j jonah jameson's son yeah, yeah who yeah. went to the moon and came back and was affected because of the the amulet as so. one does yeah i mean and when was the last time you saw buzz aldrin now we know why they keep him on yeah. lockdown right <laughs> yes yes and there's not werewolves up punching, there yeah not just for punching interviewers no indeed yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, While I got you here, I have to ask you this. Uh, Rob Zombie just did the (gasps) remake, reboot, uh, reimagining of the classic show The Munsters, and I know that you are a huge mark for the original Munsters. Uh, Oh, yeah. what, what What was your thought? What was your impression of it? I'm sure you saw it. Okay, I'm gonna buck the system here and say I adored it. Uh, Really? Um, Yes. Now, I am not a huge, as a whole, I'm not a huge Rob Zombie fan. Um, I like what he does, I like his music in some cases, um, but his movies there, they go into a different category. They're really all about the splatter and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. and I get that. That works for certain people. Um, But this was not like that. If you're expecting that, Mm -hmm. please do not check this out, because it's not your movie if you're into that. This is very family-friendly, it is a direct homage, and it's not a reboot. It's not a sequel. It's not a prequel. It is of the original series. They be, well, it is a prequel. They basically said this is how it all began. Okay, so it's, so, the, it's the Viva Rock Vegas of the Monsters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, exactly. And the the cool thing about it, and he's caught a lot of heat on this, was the color. You know, why was it done in color? Oh, well, that was a universal choice. Universal mm-hmm. said they had to make it in color. Well, Disney, again, going back to the werewolf by night, they said, we don't need color, you know? W- would you so, have preferred I, the monsters in black and white? Yes, but you know what? I've often, you know, when I watched and I've seen it like three times now, there's a thing called saturation setting on your TV and you can make it black and white. <laughs> oh. well, just give so, it time. They'll come out with a Snyder Cut version that is black and white. As long, yeah. as, long as, long as they can make it an extra long. five bucks, they're, they're going to do it. But I'll tell you, man, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the vivid colors because he went the other way. Yeah. And it's the same reason that I did a Monster Manor's lighting. And believe it or not, people who have not seen Monster Manor until recently, they say, oh, well, your color looks just like Monsters. Um, no, we've been doing this for two years. <laughs> what we did was we did a direct homage to one of the greatest cover artists of all time in the old famous Monsters of Filmland, Basil Gogos, mm. who had those vivid, bright colors. And that's what we wanted on our set, and that's what Rob Zombie did on the Monsters. So I think he nailed it. So you 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 mentioned Monster Manor, and for those that that are listening that maybe have never heard of this, can, can you kind of unpack what Monster Manor is? This is a passion project for you. Yes, this um, this came out of the pandemic. Everything was shut down. We couldn't do shows. Um, a lot of the people that we dealt with um, at shows were all on lockdown like the greats, Michael Berryman, Daniel Roebuck, all these people. And I said, you know, what if we did a show that we could bring the convention to the people, mm-hmm. have panels and interviews and stuff like that right. via phone, uh, via the wonderful internet. And uh, when I put it out there that we were doing this and just honestly pulled names out of a hat, said, oh, I'd like to get these people. And in the first season, like I said, we had Michael Berryman from The Hills Have Eyes. 
Um, that's a creepy that, dude. That's a creepy dude. Wait, wait, yeah. Wait, which hills yeah. have eyes? The original hills have eyes. Whoa. Yeah. And one flew over the cuckoo's nest, which was my particular interest, but I know oh. it's a horror show. Yeah. But I go yeah. behind all of that. The fact that it's monsters is only the fact that these people are icons in the horror industry. But I go for the story behind them, kind of like an inside the actor's studio for Monster Kids. That's awesome. Ooh. That is really awesome. So you, you just had um, Taylor Main on, on the show, right? Yes. And he, yes. Which, you know, the monster fans know him in one way, but I just care that he was Sabretooth in the X-Men movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is one... That is one intimidating man, honestly. <laughs> um, he is like seven foot twelve inches tall. He's huge, um, but he is the sweetest guy. Wow. He took the most time with us. He sat down in our booth, and we just had a great time talking about his entire career. Um, I don't shy away from hard questions because I know that original fans of Halloween did not particularly like Rob Zombie's version. Mm -hmm. I asked him about that, and he was very open and honest about it. He was Michael Myers in the Rob Zombie version. Yes, yes, the two that he that he did. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, man, that that so if people want to watch Monster Manor, where uh, what what channel did they tune into, man? Where they, where can they find that on the internets? The quickest and easiest way is go to Monster Manor thirteen thirteen again, an homage to the Mockingbird Lane. <laughs> uh, Monster Manor thirteen thirteen dot com. They'll also get to see my studio work because it is a shared website with both. Um, so yeah, that has all of our links. We're on YouTube, Facebook, and now on a network called Tingler Television, which is an IP streaming network, kind of like Shudder and Fright. Okay. Um, and we are, just to give a little pat to the back here, we are number one on that network hey. for the second month. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, you know, when somebody's passionate about something, it always rises to the top. And, and this is this is your life. It's not just something that you, you do for your job. You do it for your job because you, you love it. I mean, when, when we first met, you were working in a comic book shop and you were working at an insurance office, you know, but what uh, eventually you you took your own story into your hands and said this is what I can do this is what I choose to do and uh, and by God you you figured out a way to make it work and uh, and you're doing it you're living it and I think that's really awesome and I'm so proud of you well I do appreciate it but I gotta say it's not me the whole thing about Monster Manor and what we do with the stars I'm a shadow in the background that just tries to ask cool questions but it's really the highlight is on the people that come on our show they all have stories everyone has a story but these gentlemen and ladies that come on our show we give them a chance to talk about what their passions are what everything is about them that made them do what they do and sometimes those are the coolest responses that you get talking to greats everyone from newcomers to people like william crane that directed and and produced blackula and dr jekyll and and mr black all of these different characters come on our show and they tell us stories we've never heard wow. so it really is if you get on there it's really cool to hear the stories behind the stories that's cool we have a couple uh, a couple of our, our panel here that have some uh, questions for you do you have a quick minute to uh to field the uh the questions of our friends here I have as long as you need. <laughs> well, we're up against a break, but uh, but I'm I'm taking time to do this because it's so uh, it's such a privilege to have you with us, man. Uh, Neff, this is uh, Scott Fenster. Okay, I got a couple questions. Uh, first, yes. First one: Have you seen Mary Shelley's Frankenstein? <laughs> oh yes, the Robert De Niro version. Absolutely. That is my favorite Frankenstein version. 
What it's is the truest, absolutely the truest version of her story. Thank you. <laughs> Validation. <laughs> I agree. And that's why I love it. But what is your favorite version of Frankenstein? Oh, oh, oh. oh this is easy. Believe it or not, it's not Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. It's uh, it's the original 1931 because it was the very mm. first horror movie that I ever saw. Oh. That I was like, what is this? And awesome. I had to learn everything about how Jack Pierce did the makeup and that kind of launched my career. Scott, I remember in the probably early 2000s, maybe late 90s, early 2000s, you made a one-to-one scale Boris Karloff Frankenstein uh, like yes. every stitch of his clothing, like you made the whole thing. Oh, 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 that's cool. Yes, and believe it or not, I know you haven't been up to where we are, but I have remade him because that one was originally sold off after we came back from Georgia. Um, so I remade him this time with silicone, glassed eyes, wow. you know, punched hair, everything. And the whole suit now is more accurate. It's even like all Amish wool and everything, very heavyweight. The boots are huge. Everything was custom made. He made him out of raw material. He made him out of raw material. <laughs> and a bad nothing brain. More. Nothing <laughs> more. Nothing more than, yeah. Nothing more. Nothing more than raw materials. Uh, what, we got another question. Julia, this is Scott Fenster. So I was just Hello, Julie. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Good. So um, I am come from a theater background, and so I had like some questions about how when you're going to design, um, you know, a look. I guess I'll call it, for lack of better words, um, and you're maybe doing some dramaturgical work, or what is your first step when you're coming up with a design? Um, God, it can be anything, honestly. Um, usually my first step is to think about what the goal is. Mm -hmm. Um, if it's a customer that's bringing this idea or this concept to me, I try to create in my head the physicality behind that, the form <laughs> over function, you know, you have to have form over function. It's failed many, many CGI's, mm -hmm. um, you know, where it doesn't look like it could be anatomically feasible. Mm -hmm. So I start there and then I just go from either mock-ups in, I, I love Nomad Sculpt because it's so fast. I use that for 3D modeling okay. and um, procreate for a lot of the work that we do mm -hmm. preconceptually um, and then just build from there and then just hone it um, as we go. Wow. To be fair, I don't look like I should be anatomically no. possible either. Uh, Julia? Yeah, I was going to say, how much creative freedom do you usually get with projects like this? I know you've been doing it for a while, it sounds like. So, like, do people kind of give you free range to do whatever you feel or how much of the collaborative process is it? Uh, sometimes, as a general issue, a general issue, sometimes you have latitude with that. Um, probably one of the coolest things that I ever got to work on was Galaxy's Edge. Mm. I did several of the pieces that are in there. I can't say specifically which, but they were they were taxidermy pieces. If you come with me, um, I'll, sh I'll show you specifically which ones. <laughs> yeah, you know, you I know, know, I know. Um, but yeah, that one I got to work with Doug Chang on making those more anatomically correct for 3D viewing. Because, like, if you look at, just for example, if you look at, uh, I think it was episode two, when they're fighting the animals in the arena, mm -hmm. there was one in particular called the Nexu that the anatomy from scene to scene changed. And the anatomy, as it was designed, did not work for real life. Consider the jaws of an alligator or a crocodile. All of their strength is in the snap. So they have a different muscle set. This mm -hmm. thing didn't have that. So they would have no strength to the jaw. So I explained that to Doug and he said, yes, we were rushed. Have fun. <laughs> so I got to redesign this for, say, 
a real world, you know? Mm-hmm. That's nice. awesome. So sometimes they're very open to it. We got to design actually all all three of the characters that we made. We got to have that kind of input in. So, oh, so that right. was very rewarding. But sometimes you get IPs where they say, nope, this is the way it is. And this is the way you're going to do it. And they give you every color to use. Right. And that's it. One of the coolest ways to kind of see his process unpacked is to go back and watch uh, the show Face Off. Because they would kind of give him a template, like an idea, like, hey, this is kind of what you need to make. And then you would have a model that you would work with, right, Scott? And then you would sort of, right. it, it would be up to you to figure out wh- where you were going and how you were going to get there. Right, how the challenge kind of unbooked itself, basically. But yeah, you you have that as far as your outline, but then you get to play around with the concept and say how far you want to stretch it or how how much you want to listen to, uh, you know, Westmore. (laughs) It was really, really fascinating to watch that. Again, I've seen Scott work for years and years and years, but seeing him in that environment was a total, total game changer. Uh, We got time for one more question. Neff, what do you got, man? Uh, okay, so the 90s were a weird time for movies, <laughs> a transitional oh, yeah. time from uh, practical effects to CGI. Out of all like the movies that you've seen in the ni- the horror movies, which one did you think had like the perfect marriage of, of, of effects? Which one or which one did you think had the best effects out of any horror movie from the 90s? The Mummy 2, Scorpion King. <laughs> oh, God, don't get me started. <laughs> the no, Lawnmower uh, Man. <laughs> yeah, Stephen Summers is the bane of my existence because though he burst a lot of the new monsters, Mummy and Van Helsing and stuff like that, mm. he had no concept of anatomy or how it worked or anything like that. So I, I throw that off the pile. <laughs> I, I know it really isn't horror. But I would have to say the perfect melding of the two would have to be the classic original, the OG, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's got horror elements for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was definitely horrific elements to it. But I, I just love the way Stan Winston said, you know, there are going to be things that we have to use, you know, pra- practical effects on. And then there are things that we can kind of take liberties with. But every choice they made was gold. And no sequel since has been able to recapture no, that. You, the, no. The new trilogy d- doesn't it, it come off as nearly believable or engaging as the original. Right, exactly. And, and we're going back 30 plus years, 30 mm-hmm. years almost. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. wow. Well, Scotty, we we are uh, we are so grateful that you would take the time to uh, chat with us tonight and yeah. uh, g- celebrate spoopy season with us, man. <laughs> well, uh, so everybody's going to go watch the monsters, right? Yeah, I've already seen it. You're going to go check out Monster Manor and then uh, figure out wherever uh, Face Off is streaming. I think it's on. Uh, is it on HBO Max? It's oh, okay. it's somewhere. <laughs> It's on yeah, Google. last time I saw it, it was Hulu, but they keep jumping it around. Well, go go find them on season nine of uh, of Face Off. One of the best guys you ever want to know, and I'm so grateful to call you my friend. Scott Fenster, ladies and gentlemen. You're Yay! so cool. Yay! Thank you for being here. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Tony. And, and anytime. I, I really enjoyed this. Thanks, brother. Be good. Be blessed. We'll see you, man. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. That was he awesome. He was so nice. That was really cool just from like a... Like entertainment. <laughs> he is yeah. a cool person. Yeah, he was really cool. He was just really nice, too. Really nice. Tony, you have cool friends. Thank you. You're a cool friend. He's uh-huh. very relatable because I kind of feel the same way about Rob Zombie, where I, like when he first came out, like Living Dead Girl, his music, I was like, oh yeah, I like this. And then like his other stuff came out, I was like, all right, it's a little bit too much for me. Yeah, so, I but I do also love the monsters. Like when my son first came home from the hospital and I was sort of, you know, sequestered with him, I watched like all the monsters on streaming. Because I used to watch <laughs> it on Nick at Night when I, when oh, I was a kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. 
you know. I even watched the Munsters today, which was like the second, like a, a reboot of the Munsters that they did on TV, which was awful. Yeah, uh, I, I love the Munsters. Nick at night watching the Munsters, mm-hmm. black and white or in color. Um, I'm more of an Adams Family guy. Uh, that's the question. Munsters mm-hmm. or Adams Family? No, 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 no. You can, like, you can them. like them both. Both, of both. Yeah. But you, can, you can't like them equally. Yeah, I have a preference for sure, but I like them both. Look, nice. no one's sampling from the theme song for the Adams Family, okay? <laughs> That's a good point. Wait, yeah, but you don't have to because the Adam family just stands alone, right? We are going to go ahead and take a quick break with a word from our sponsors tonight on Spoopy Season, right here on your Nerd of Godcast. Hey, how you doing? My name's Anthony Badalecki, but you can call me Tony. These days, it's a lot of spooky activities. And going johns in the neighborhood. But, due to my line of work, I've, uh, I've handled a lot of uh, problems in my day. So, if you got a ghost, phantom, or specter, call me the Ghost Whacker. I'm very discreet. You just told me where I can find the ghost. And slowly slide me a manila envelope full of your payment. Oh, and by the way, you only accept checks mix. Traditional, just like me. None of that bowl with a cheddar flavor. <laughs> don't ask me why. I don't ask questions, and you shouldn't either. For your sake. Don't try to give me that check cereal. A man tried that one time, and I ended up taking care of two ghosts that night if you get my drift. So, if there's something weird, and it don't look good, you got a call. I, I mean, me, right? Me. Yeah, me. Me. Tony, the, uh, the ghost whacker. That's, that's, that's what they call me. I'll hand you a ghoul. You gobble ghoul. <laughs> I'm very proud of that line. Make fun of it. I'm coming for you. Ghost whacker, out. Yeah, Leave the particle accelerator. Bring the cannoli. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Hey friends, pack your bags and grab your favorite snacks because we're going on a road trip. Join me as I take you to see some of the nerdiest, geekiest, pop culture infused destinations across the continental United States. We'll even be sure to get all the best pictures and find a keychain with your oddly spelled name on it while we're there. Welcome to America's America. What happens in Vegas may stay there, but it'll certainly be hard to keep the news of the Avengers quiet for long. Immerse yourselves in the Marvel Cinematic Universe through the official Scientific Training and Tactical Intelligence Operative Network. In this immersive Marvel experience, you're given one mission. After your introduction in the briefing room, you'll be able to study intelligence files, classified studies, and experiments to become an official agent of the station. This will grant you an opportunity to view and explore well-known Avengers gear straight from the sets of their respective films, including Steve, Captain America Rogers' suit and shield, Black Widow and Hawkeye's weapons, and the Laboratory of Bruce Banner. You'll be able to finish out your experience in Tony Stark's Hall of Armor. Visitors have reported being able to spend 
almost an hour in this educational and exploratory exhibit. It's been an opportunity for them to see things from the movie sets themselves while also learning about the history of the Avengers. So, do you have what it takes to be part of the station team? Let's assemble and find out. Thanks for joining me on America's America. I actually went to that when I was in Las Vegas. I went to, uh, with Scott Higa. Was it awesome? Mm-hmm. It that was, sounds like a fun activity to do together. Actually, really, really cool. Um, Just like you. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, all right. Well, let's let's keep moving on. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, let's um, let's play a game, you guys. I love games. All right, I'm a game boy. Tonight's Advanced. game is called Password, and uh, we've got two teams. It's going to be Jessica and Neff <laughs> versus Julia and Lise Mati. So I'm going to hand you these folders. Why do you have and, no faith in us? And uh, and no, you're, you're don't open the folders yet, though. Uh, we're going to choose one of you guys to be the password giver and one of you guys to be the password receiver, and then we'll alternate back and forth, okay? Now, the way that this game is going to work is each of you guys have uh, numbered clues in your folders there. So we're going to start with number one uh, and work our way down. Uh, you are going to give a clue to your partner, and this is the way it's going to work. Uh, being very careful that nobody else can see your uh, your clue. Okay. You are going to give a single non-hyphenated word. As your clue. Oh no! You cannot use a pro- <laughs> you can't use a proper noun, so you can't use somebody's name or a you know location like that. Uh, no part of the password can form a clue. So if it's um you know uh, chemistry, you can't say chemist, right? Okay. Um, you, you can use um, facial expressions or voice inflections, but no pantomime or uh, hand gestures. Okay. Uh, so for instance, you can say uh, if you're trying to get them to guess the word silence, you can say quiet. And that could be a clue. So how you say it can be part of the clue, but not okay. um, anything else. And if somebody else gives a clue that that their that their partner didn't get, you can repeat that clue if it's helpful. So if Neff says quiet and Jessica doesn't get it, Julia, you can say quiet and hope that at least Marty gets it if you want to. Oh, if so you think we're both doing the same word. Yeah. So you'll go back and forth. So it'll be mm-hmm. Neff will give one clue to Je- uh, Jessica. Julia will give one clue to Lise Marty. So you're both trying to guess the same word and we'll see who but gets it first. we can only first. guess during our turn. During your turn. Yes. Okay. okay. So uh, the, the clues that you are giving are the names of monster movies. Oh. You're trying to get your partner to guess <laughs> A monster movie. So you put Julia and I against Jessica and Neff. Yes. Uh, okay. These are these are all movies that are part of the pop culture, so it's not going to be any like tremendous deep cuts he or anything like know that. Us. Lake Mina Harker. Yeah, so <laughs> the one horror movie I've ever seen. I'm like trying to actively think of a horror movie I've ever seen in my life. You guys should be fine. Spelunking. Uh, Splunking. The Descent is what it's that's called. It is about spelunking. Spelunky. That's, that's a video where it game. Begins. I think. You're thinking all right. of the Turkish uh, remake of it. All right. So, in order to, uh, we'll give you guys an advantage then, since maybe you're disadvantaged. Um, we'll let you guys go first. Oh, is that so, an advantage? Yeah. So, uh, Julia, open up your folder and pull out the card marked number one. Neff, you can do the same thing. Please make sure that your partner does not see it. Um, does not see the word. And no proper nouns. No proper nouns. Ah. Okay. So, Julia, clue number one. Bandage. Um, cut. You're thinking of. You're trying to guess monster movie. movies. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot the game. <laughs> <laughs> wait, I don't know wait, she didn't. Okay, mummy. 
That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Got it on the first yes. try. Okay, so that's, that's one point for uh, Julia and Lismati. <laughs> Neff, you are up with card number two. Oh. Lizard. Creature from the Black Lagoon? No. Oh. Julia? Lizard. Is Godzilla? Yes! Okay. My gosh. That's two. <laughs> she just went big. So. <laughs> I puffed out my chest and I said, Lizard. Lizard. All right, so switch the envelope. Now Dolly Smotty's giving the clue, and oh. Jessica will give oh, the clue. No, like, why we had the perfect combination. Yeah. All right, so Lismati, uh, I believe you are up first now with card number three. Just looking at the ether. I'm trying to think of like <laughs> the most obvious thing because bandage cut. Um, <laughs> stitches. <laughs> <laughs> the the focus with which you said that word, uh, Frankenstein. Yes, that is correct. Yay. Right. Thank the Lord. So far, you, so far, you guys are doing really well. Right? All right, Jessica, card number four. Sewer. Crocodile? No. <laughs> okay. It's probably a really good. Clue. There was a movie when I was a little kid about a crocodile that lived in the sewers. Mm-hmm. Messed me up. Big forever. old gator head. Oh yeah, my gosh. Yeah. Clown. It. That's correct. Uh, All right, switch your folders back. This game is rigged. <laughs> I have no idea why this, there's no reason we Here's should be winning. Here's my disadvantage. I don't get anything like past 1975. <laughs> Neff, card Oof. number five. <laughs> Vampire. Dracula? That better what? That's not it? <laughs> nope. How is that not it? Hold on. This is five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so think of what they said. Werewolf. Need an answer. Wait, no, hold on. <laughs> you definitely know it. I do. You, no, for sure. Julia, you have to stop talking. Is it a Twilight thing? Yeah, that's not a monster movie. Are there monsters? They're sparkly. In it? They're sparkly, and they are horrifying. That, that is a drama, a teenage drama. This and is romance. the skin of a killer, Bella. <laughs> <laughs> Why sparkles? is it blinding me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't remember who's going first on this one. No. Oh, okay. All right, Julia. We haven't gotten a single one. This is baloney. <laughs> you sure this is a horror game? <laughs> They're monster Not movies. Not if Twilight. They're monsters. This sure. was a horror right. movie game. Julia, you you're up. Right. <laughs> Boo. No. Nope. Got it. Can't give it to you. Okay. Neff. Door. Ah. Ah. I don't, I'm going to say Casper. Mm. No. Screams. Oh. Monsters, Inc. Yes. Yeah, I couldn't let you have Boo. I know. It's her, I was it's, a yeah. her name. I didn't think about life. Yeah, technically, it was, that that was, it was a gray area, we but yes. Should we eliminate that one? No, 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 because they, they, they it shifted over to them, so they got that that clue. So, uh, give give your folder back to the other person. I believe we Julia's have. Julia's cheating. No, I didn't see. I opened up the purple part, but not the clue part. All right, Nazi. Jessica, you're up. Cheater. No. That's why we're losing. Because you're cheating. <laughs> you're just a sore loser. Hold it. Monsters on the screen. Neff's face of anticipation. Night of the Living Dead? Mm-mm. Running. <laughs> you shook your head like I hate running. Um, running. Mm. Mirame. Running. She's cheating in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> no guess, Julia? 
Hold on, I'm thinking. To communicate to the audience for the visual, I am um, shaking her shaking head. Shaking my head. If you can't hear the rattle at home. <laughs> the Just Walking Dead? Yes! That's, that's not a movie! Girl. That's my girl! My next clue is going to be Tiger. Oh. All right, Jessica, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> what is this game? Who made this? I did. A baby. Evil laughs. laughs. Well, we have to get a point. I know. <laughs> any point will do. Our wavelength right now. All of my clues are all proper nouns or mm -hmm. pronouns and names. and. You can do it. Hand. <laughs> The monsters? No. No! Oh. <laughs> that was a disappointing the judgment. No. Lee's Mati. Does that not count Does as a pantomime? I think that counts as pantomime. Uh, yeah, I keep forgetting I that we're not allowed to pantomime. Yeah, I can't do that. So All right, we swing it back to Jessica. <laughs> you want to give me a hand? <laughs> I know the answer. We're good. Yeah. Um, Tango. The Adams family. The Adams family. I like that levels us off from Monsters I got a, Inc. I got them mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the hand was definitely like the only it was one in one of them. So, so you guys have definitely won this game. Yeah. <laughs> but now we're gonna finish it out just for fun. Just piece. a little. All right, Neff, you give the first clue, because why not? Movie. <laughs> why do you mean that? I think that was <laughs> the ring. No. Dang. That was good. Good, guess. good guess. That's a good guess. Good guess. Um, I've not seen this movie, so I don't really know what it entails at all. You've never seen this movie? No. I fear we've reached the point at which I won't be able to answer. You, I don't know how I'm going to Julia, you can it. give one word as a clue, and you're talking an awful lot. Slasher. <laughs> I don't know. Um, slasher. What's the guy? The guy from like M Michael Myers. What is his movie? Wayne's <laughs> World, and that's not it. Uh, <laughs> Mike Myers. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, go back. Neff. Stab. Scream. Yes, ah. that's correct. It was Scream. So I'm not dumb. I, I was like, is it a slasher? I'm just saying it's it a is slasher. a slasher film. Know. But yeah. All right, Julia, you're Stab up for us on our last series. our in last one. Series. Child. Chucky. Good guess. Really good guess. Because that's not the name of the movie. Ghosts. Poltergeist? Mm. Oh, is this is like the... Dead. I can see dead people, right? Or something like that? You should probably just try to guess the movie instead of giving them multiple word hints. Oh, I don't... I don't because I don't know the name of the movie. Hold on. No. I know. I'm sorry. I don't know. Um, What did you just say? Poltergeist? That's not it. Um... And Julia's hand was dead. <laughs> Have you never no. seen All this right. movie? The Shining. I Sliding back over. The Shining. Neff, take it home. Therapist. The Sixth Sense? The yes. Sixth Sense. I, knew there was a I didn't know there was a therapist in that movie. Have you ever seen that movie? Bruce yeah. Willis is a therapist. I, oh, I have no it's idea. I've never seen it. Movie. He certainly was. I've seen it, actually, when I was younger. Great movie. All right. Well, that brings us out for this game of Password. Uh, Jessica and Neff with three? I don't know. We had about ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and I said a lot of movies. And uh, Julia and Lismati are the official Scream Queens tonight. Congratulations. Yeah. Okay, that they was terrifying. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> scream queen. So, so 
to, it is spoopy season, and we've been talking about these kind of monster movies and, and the different things like that. Where, where uh, as we chat a little bit about these things, um, do you guys like scary movies? Yes. yes. No. So it depends. Okay, on what? Depends are what I need to wear if I watch a scary <laughs> movie, because I'm going to be messing my drawers. <laughs> I was saying it depends on if I can survive them. Like if I finish it, then I feel really accomplished and I'm like, I'll watch it again. I'll show it to people that have never seen it and be better than them. <laughs> That's how I consume horror movies. <laughs> but if I can't make it through, then I'm just not going to watch it. And I'm going to say it was late. Okay. So if you can't make it through because it's too scary, is that what you mean? Um, <clears throat> okay. Gotcha. Yes. <laughs> Far be it for me to encroach upon your reputation as a survivor of horror movies. I have survived a few. She's a big baby. <laughs> so I, uh, you, there was a big yes from the other side of the table. Lise Mati, not so much? No, I don't do... So, okay, actually, to me, Scott kind of said this, and I agree wholeheartedly. I don't do, like, gore. Like, I don't mess with, like, here's, like, the person's eyeballs growing out their earlobes or whatever. Like That's unnatural. We, it comes out the TV and eats children at night. Like, that kind of stuff. <laughs> that kind of stuff doesn't appeal to me. Like, let's sit around and, ah, look at this. Let's pretend to call on Satan. Oh, no. <laughs> there he is. Like, <laughs> like I just I, my pants. Not, <laughs> not things that appeal to me. I don't enjoy those things. I think the horror movies that I appeal to me more and are scarier than these gory things are like things that are more psychological or like real things like mass mur like you know the Dahmer or Bundy, like stuff that's nope. like horrible. No, I won't watch that stuff. See, I, so that's, that's the, so that's a weird thing because you said yes for horror movies. Yes, but not for. See, when it comes to like stuff like serial killers, like even the families of the victims have come out against this documentary that just came out and said, you know what, we're not about it. It's bringing up a lot of bad stuff for us. So for that reason, I did not watch it. Oh, wow. I just yeah. don't also don't like the. You're whole... referring to the the Dahmer one that just kind of came out yeah. was on Netflix. On Netflix, yeah. 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 Um, it, it apparently is the second most watched Netflix. They didn't like ever. it. No, the, seriously, the, what's the... eating them? Nope. Oh, nope. wow. Delete that from the show. Nope. Wow. That's not going to land for anybody. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> like, where were we? Where were we? <laughs> Let's put that one so, in the fridge. So, that, so that's an interesting... <laughs> oh. So that's an interesting thing. So, Lismati, you're okay with the things that are more grounded in real life, but not the supernatural sort of things. Yeah, because I don't know. And it doesn't really make that much sense, but I think there's a very, like... Maybe that's the psychologist in me, but I, I, I'm fascinated by, like... What could break somebody so horrifically bad that they would kill like, and eat yeah. people? Yeah, exactly. I, it really is. It's interesting to me. It's devastating to me, but there's something about it that, like, at least there's, like, almost an educational value to me in that, in, in watching that and understanding that. And um, But there's nothing educational about dolls that come to life and eat your brains when you're asleep. Like, there's, it's just scary and it's <laughs> demonic. One, one summer I had to st I went to visit my dad. I stayed at his house and I slept in my sister's room and she had all these porcelain little dolls all around the room. Oh, those are creepy. Oh, my. There's in Longwood, there is a doll museum that's right around the Absolutely corner from the church. And I'm like, this would be, if I, I would, there's nowhere in the world that I think I would rather not have to spend the night. Like, if it were <laughs> for $10,000, would you spend the night at the doll museum? I'm like, let me see the money first. All right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh-uh. Fun story that's a little bit kind of related. 
So my mom, when she was younger, she had a friend that's parents ran. What's it called when you like have like the bodies and like you put them in caskets? Like what's that building? A, a funeral like parlor a or a mortuary? Like a morgue. Yeah. And so she like they would have like sleepovers at this child's house. And so they would no. like go down into where all the crazy stuff was and like be like, ah, this is scary. And one day, I know, I know. It's not crazy so, stuff. It's wait, 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 wait. So it gets worse. So my mom one day was like, I'm going to scare all of them. She Mm-mm. crawled into nope. like, one of the caskets and then like stood up and scared the crap out of all her friends. And I think that's the funniest story I've ever heard. What was it that you texted me the other day, Julia? You sent me a joke. What did I send you? Uh, it was uh, at, my, at my funeral. I hope somebody tells a really good joke so I can jump up out of the coffin and say, I'm dead. I'm dead. Because <laughs> <laughs> we had just had a conversation about death and life. It was great. Yeah, no, uh-uh. I don't think so. Anyways. That's, so I, I can, I think I'm, I'm kind of in between you guys. Whereas, you know, you don't want to watch the, the realistic stuff and you don't want to watch the, the supernatural stuff. I don't want to watch any of it. I want to watch something that's fun and happy. I get really skeezed out by it. Um, what about, so what, when we were we went out the other night, Lise Mati, and they there was this like haunted house attraction. Correct. That was there, and w- were you looking at it with some level of like interest of like we should go do that? We should go look at that? Not we. Like I know that that's <laughs> I know that not that's, you. That's not something that you enjoy. You mean, you're like I'm gonna stay out here and eat my cheese fries. You go on in. <laughs> no, I was Hello. looking at. I thought it was interesting because. I like like scare trails and things like that because I'm a theater kid on the inside and anything that's a theatrical immersive experience like pirate dinner theater or escape rooms or like those kind of Orlando. <laughs> they You're that's where we live. <laughs> they fascinate me. Like I like that. I like theatrical experiences. However, in observing the haunted house, I was the debate I was having was I don't think I would want to go in there because the haunted house is more of like here's a place that has been set up in a dark twisted way instead of like like if i go walk through like a scare trail it's it's actors in theater makeup and costume doing a it feels like a performance mm-hmm. the haunted house feels more like this feels dark like you guys set up like it's you know when you go to church you go for the light that's in the church you, when you go to a, a demon house what's in the demon house I don't know but I don't want to be there with it probably right. I'm gonna say demons <laughs> it's not let's just, not walk not, around it not just a clever title let's <laughs> but what do they have at Waffle House <laughs> see that's the where Lord, the Lord does the Lord his best work <laughs> <laughs> my love of horror movies started in 1997 okay with what <laughs> what what's what sparked it for you what was your Frankenstein it's funny because it was kind of Frankenstein okay. along with the rest of them. So in September of 97, um, we had a literacy teacher in my elementary school and we were learning about philately. This in, is, in 97, you were about 10? Yeah. So it was just Sorry, sorry to date you about that. I apologize. <laughs> because, just, just carbon dated Jessica Terry, yeah. you guys. No, that's fine. Because I was in fifth grade. Right. And so we were learning about philately in our literacy. And fifth grade? In fifth grade. What, in some kind of woke school teaching? That's inappropriate. This is Massachusetts. Oh. I coughed up some philately this morning. <laughs> but I have to go to my doctor tomorrow. The Wait, post for office, those of the people that are listening that don't know what that is, I'm about to me. explain it. Okay, cool. So the post office had released <laughs> a set of stamps, a collection mm. of stamps, honoring the... Universal classic monsters. Right. So it was, you know, Frankenstein, Dracula, the Wolfman, um, and Phantom of the Opera. That's who it was. Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah. So I was, you know, I was interested in the art and stuff like that. And so at the same time, I think a month later, AMC came out with the Monster Fest. 
every Ooh. October yeah. that they did for a long time. And so mm-hmm. I had a TV in my room and that's what I started watching. Mm. And it was all these black and white movies, which I've always been interested in the older stuff, you know, Charlie Chaplin and all that. Yeah. So, and it just grew from there. So from Dracula all the way up to um, probably like Halloween 1980 is kind of where my yeah. expertise kind of goes. Nice. I don't do like, like in the 70s, they started with these moral plays kind of, you know, stuff like that. And it was all these uh, different stories of like Last House on the Left and stuff. I don't drive with that. I like the light stuff. Okay. <laughs> just a little just a little light mass murder and whatnot. <laughs> I, I would like to say that the that my, my curiosity for horror started in fourth grade when I saw the original Jekyll and Hyde mm. uh, film with okay. uh, Mr. Barrymore as the uh, lead role. But it actually started as a true no- a product of the 90s with Goosebumps. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Yep, I Goosebumps had the Goosebumps books, Goosebumps the TV show. Yep. Goosebumps the flamethrower. <laughs> Goosebumps the breakfast cereal. It was great. I mean, I, I it was spooky, but also like kid friendly, kind of like a "Are you afraid of the dark?" type yep. deal. Gotcha. Ooh. And uh, I really, I I don't know why, but it was so much fun watching and reading those books. I'm gonna ask a question that I already know the answer to. Nick, yes, were you allowed to watch scary movies when you were a kid? <laughs> no, not really. But funny thing what is, uh, my mom used to watch them all the time. Really? Oh. Kid, yeah. And what oh, does she do now? She she still watches them. She watches some of the crazy stuff. She like, watches like the religious horror. Uh, yeah. r- wait, religious horror? Yeah, yeah, which I do not. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Wait, what is religious what? horror? But like, like the is that TBN? Insidious. Oh wait, oh, no. like demon I don't, I don't, I don't touch demon. I don't play movie. with demon things. Out of all the horror movies, I do not touch demon movies. So my dad would buy all these Blu-rays and, and DVDs, and then he didn't use the digital code, so he would call me and say, "All right, hey, you got a pencil?" I'm like, "Sure," and he would just give me all the codes to the movies but my dad being i don't know theatrical or whatever would never tell me what the movies were so i would go to my movies anywhere account and i would just start putting in these codes and one of them was the nun and i don't no, want to watch no, the nun no, i don't no, not even on on nick's mom's you recommendation want none to do with that. <laughs> i want none to do with that i don't want to watch the nun i don't want to watch i don't want to watch la, la lorna or anything like that la, 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 <laughs> la you're, you're so exotic <laughs> like, exactly. i don't want to watch la 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 lorna i don't want to watch la baba <laughs> so, but but you can't take a movie off your movies anywhere account once it's on there. So, like they're smugly in between the uh, Peanuts movie and X Men: uh, The Dark Phoenix Saga. I have The Nun just staring uh, at me. Yeah, and it's like, Dad, no, come on. And it's like, so so yeah. Never I don't know. When I so when I was a kid, my dad loved horror movies. When I was a kid, he would watch them all the time, and I was exposed to them in a way that I kind of I I couldn't really escape, and I would see. Um, everything from TV shows like The Twilight Zone, which is not necessarily horror, I but it was definitely like creepy. Yeah. Uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Um, the the what was the one? The Crypt Keeper. The Tales uh, of the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we would we would he would watch all those things as well as different horror movies that he creep would show. Uh, rent. Oh my goodness, Creep Show. Creep Don't show get me two. started about Creep Show. Um, the the one you guys remember the 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 horror makeup show at Universal. My yep. yeah. favorite show. They used to have a clip from Creep Show on there of the guy like the laying there and all the cockroaches. Crawling out oh, of his I, mouth. It's the second one, isn't it? I I think it was the first one, but I don't oh. know because either way, it's horrifying. Um, I don't like horror movies. I avoid them at all costs. If you, I, I think probably one time I was dating a girl and we went to go see the movie The Haunting. Oh. Uh, oh, and oh, and man. I just kind of went because I, I don't know why Very I felt like I needed to, like yeah like be impressive. I'm not afraid of this. You're afraid like of this. Julia. 
<laughs> if I can survive this movie, then I'm going to make everybody else watch it, like Julia. Um, I, I went and watched the movie, and I, I I didn't care much for it, but it you know it wasn't like that that bad. But I don't like scary movies. I don't like them. I, now I do like funny scary movies, like Zombieland. I do like Zombieland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one with Michael J. Fox called The Frighteners, which was directed by Peter Jackson hmm. from the Oh, the, the Frighteners. The Frighteners. I thought you said The Fright Nurse. And the I'm, Fright Nurse. Yes. I'm like I don't remember that one. Uh, the <laughs> The Frighteners. Yeah. Uh, so the there, there's like some scary movies that are like funny that I liked. I, I liked Casper mostly because of the Ghostbusters cameo. Yeah. Um, You're going to call somebody, somebody else. else. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just not really my thing. But, what, but whether you choose to uh, get into the spooky season thing or not, I don't like Halloween Horror Nights at Universal. You guys might be fans no, of that. No, I don't like that. I'm not I'm I'm not I'm not down with it. My son has really gotten into it and uh, he's 20 years old so I can express my opinion and my discontent but I'm not going to live his life for him. So um, I just, you know, pull a lease Mahdi and tell him to make good choices. But if I had my remote control over his life, I'd be like, nope, the answer to that is nope, we don't go to that. We don't support that. I have a problem with it because just like Liz Mahdi said, we promote Christ, which is all about life. It's about freedom. It's about peace. It's about love. It's about hope. And and every single thing that's espoused in that environment is not about, it's about hate. It's about pain. It's about suffering. It's about fear. It's, it's all of the exact opposite. And it might be titillating. And it might be exciting and exhilarating to go and be scared and it might be a lot of fun um, but it, it, I, I do think that there's a spiritual hook that goes along with it and we've got to make sure I mean the Bible says flee the very appearance of evil now it's very easy for me to wield that scripture around when it's something that I don't by default like right like there's plenty of things that have the appearance of evil that I'm like yeah but that one's okay because it's something that I enjoy but in this case I do think that the, you know I, I watch it and I'm like I don't understand um, the, the weekend the the pop music artist yeah. weekend yeah. Who, who did a an incomprehensible Super Bowl halftime show a couple years ago. <laughs> Maybe um, dizzy. And so he has he has a, a haunted house at Halloween Horror Nights. And my son said, oh, the weekend's haunted house was actually really cool. So there's a YouTube channel that does kind of like walkthroughs. So I yeah. went through it and watched it because I wanted to see. Maybe this completes the story of the halftime show and explains <laughs> like what I didn't oh, understand. Okay. And I watch piece. it and, and I'm, I'm about two minutes into it. I'm like... The, my opinion, I don't believe that a, a Christian has any business being in this place, exposing yourself to this kind of stuff. No. Again, my opinion, but um, but boy, I, it was it's it's a pretty concrete opinion. You'd have to wake up pretty early in the morning um, to to change my mind on that. Yeah, and I, I'm not a huge fan of the Halloween Horror Nights or Haunted House. I don't like things popping out at me. I can barely go on the Haunted Mansion because of the graveyard popping heads come out behind the tombstones. I don't like that junk. <laughs> but like it's 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 tough because. A lot of times it can be really enticing to go to those things. Like, uh, they do Stranger Things a lot for every season that comes out. They do a Stranger Things house. Mm. And then a couple years ago, I almost went because they had a Ghostbusters house. And I really wanted to go, but, like, I didn't want to be a part of it. I didn't want to, like, even though I really wanted to go to the Ghostbusters house, I'm like, maybe they'll bring it back for the 35th anniversary and I can go in. But it's, it's... they get you. They try to. They try to well, get you. The guy with the windowless white van also has candy. You know, I like candy too. Yeah, exactly. I can get in a van. Not again. Exactly. Not again. So, so using that segue, I think we can kind of we've sort of beaten that pinata to death. 
There are people out there with windowless white vans that are taking children. There are, I mean, real, actual, scary, terrifying things. When I was a little, little kid, I wasn't afraid of Dracula. I was afraid of getting taken at Sears. Yeah. You know, and, and this is a real thing. We live in a world right now, and I'm not trying to get, like, hyper-serious on this. Uh, but, so, Lismati, the, the other night, you went to your friend's house, and you guys watched the, the Dahmer um Correct. Correct. And then when you went to walk out to your car, like your fr- you, told, you told me your friend uh, Emily walked out with you. Yes. To make sure that you didn't Safety. get uh, taken and eaten on the way to the car, right? Mm-hmm. That That's as much of a stretch as that is, like that's real, right? Mm-hmm. Like somebody got up one day and got taken and eaten, right? <laughs> like, like real life crazy evil, evil stuff happens. Yeah. And that's pretty terrifying. Yeah. yeah. How do we we live in that world, where where things are like legitimately, honestly, scary? I think it's mm. always been that way. It's just like you can see it a lot more now, and people are just kind of like in a weird way, numb to it. Well, mm. yeah, because there's, well, there's there's so much going. Like we look at Ukraine. Like there's a. I mean, there's been war going on for as long as there's been people. Yeah. I mean, but. There's so much media now. There's so much media coverage that you can see every little bit of horror that comes out of war. Right, right, right. And then there's all these looming threats of wars and rumors of wars. Yeah, well, Matthew 24. Yeah, yeah. but um, like nuclear war. But the, that stuff you, freaks me out. But you talk about the the news cycle. We see all this stuff now, but we're always waiting for the next story to come out. Like, yeah. so, there's a crazy man in the world right now who said he's at war and he's not afraid to use tactical nukes, which yeah. hasn't happened in the in on the planet since the first nukes were were dropped. Mm-hmm. Like, we all just kind of agreed as a civilization, like that's not a good thing. That yeah. shouldn't happen that's again. Messed up. And now you got a guy who's like really willing to like legitimately do it, whether it's all talk or not. Like, but but we hear it and we're just like. Ah, yeah, but that's them, or yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but but what's the, there's the uh, well, let's let's get the next news story, and like we forget that we live in a world where yes, people are capable of horrific like genocide level uh, atrocities, mm-hmm. and all across the world this is happening right now to different people groups. I mean, the, the, you've got uh, Muslims are being just you know, tortured, killed, and and imprisoned in China right now. There's uh, people in Africa that I mean, j- don't even get me started on just horrific atrocities yeah. that are happening, and and in in our own town we we're in two hours away from tampa and tampa is i think number six or eight on the highest um the the, the city with the highest population of like human trafficking yeah. wow like we're two hours from here from where mm-hmm. we're sitting right now we went to to to, to a city in columbia a couple of years ago which is the number one place for human trafficking in the world like wow. this is real life, like real life, horrible, awful situations happen. How do any of us leave our houses without living in absolute total fear all the time? Yeah. I'm getting myself a little worked up just talking about this right now. You know, you have a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. And I don't put him online unless it's like among friends and that's it. Mm-hmm. And I've anyone who wants to post a picture of him has to do it to just their friend group. Wow. It is not to be made like globally public on social media. Yeah. Because I know what's out there. Creepy, crazy stuff. Yeah. Creepy, crazy stuff. And when I, you know, when I was a kid, they would have all these special episodes of different strokes, or you know, a special episode of, of Family Matters, or whatever. You know, just all these things that could go wrong in the world. And I, and I don't know. I was afraid of quicksand. You know, I was afraid of being on fire. Being on fire. Stop, stop drop, drop and roll, roll, man. That's that's my move. Well, 
but but now the things that we're afraid of are like just like they're they're real and they're right outside the doors. I think one of the scariest things is and it's it's definitely brought on by media coverage of it, but like even the things that have made us safe feel safe in the past are now becoming scary things. Like you see horror movies made about police officers who are willing mm. to like kill people. Um, you hear news stories more and more and more. They're more prevalent of of police officers killing people. And that's not all. That's not obviously not all police officers. But I, I find myself when I get pulled over, I, I'm like, the tension is thick. Right. And it's the the things that once made us feel safe are starting to become things that everybody's not. They're they're starting to fear. You can't take anything for granted anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It really look is. Look at clowns. Look at clowns. <laughs> Stop it. Clowns used to make make us happy, and now they used to feed us hamburgers. Now they they <laughs> made us fat. Drag us down into the sewers <laughs> and give us balloons and such. I never saw the movie. Um, Lise Monty, what, what are your what are your thoughts? What makes you? What do you do when when fear? comes and knocks at your door or am I making it worse by talking about it now you're absolutely making it worse I'm a very anxious person I hate this conversation <laughs> but um, I will say that having always been a really anxious person um, very aware of just like the fact that there's so much darkness in the world around me I try to constantly just remind myself you know like even how scary and horrific, like horrendous as the things are in the world around me, it's not like God's blind to it. You know, yeah. God is not ignorant to the fact that we're living in a crazy time in a crazy place. And I, you know, remind myself that He has His eyes on me. Yeah. And for that reason, if my, if I, if I'm trying to live a life where supposedly my faith and my peace and my joy and all of these the positive feelings come from him then I have to choose to let them drown out the fear that built in me yeah. and it's a very very active like I ask God I, I directly ask God God help me to not like help I'm I, if, if I can't be not scared help me to have more faith than fear like help me to mm. genuinely look at you and have enough heart to say, God, you're still good. Yeah. God, you're still God. God, you're still in control. And asking God to give me that faith daily, I think, is what really keeps me together. Because the world's a, it's a crazy place and it can be a lot. A lot, a lot. Yeah, and I think that a big part of my anxiety and my fear is not knowing what to do about it. Right. As like someone who like thinks of themselves as like a helper and like I want to solve the, all the problems. Yeah. So many of these things are so much bigger than what any one person can really handle or tackle. Mm. So when you watch all these things on the news and it's like so overwhelming and overstimulating and all these things are coming at your like we live in an age like we've never there's never been before like where we have all the access to all of this terrible news and all these terrible atrocities and even just things like like hurricanes like just like we know about all the bad stuff that's happening yeah mm -hmm. and it kind of comes down to a point where as a christian i'm like what is the answer what is like the clear-cut pretty in a box with a bow answer to all of these problems and honestly like even as christians we were told you know by jesus like life's not going to be easy yeah like things are going to get really really bad and it just comes to a place of like well, what do you do about it? 
And there's some protective measures that you can do. A, if you, you don't go to certain places or you don't participate in certain things, right. you eliminate the risk from a, a lot of stuff. But sometimes you're just out having a good time. Um, I was uh, I talked to somebody that they went down to a popular little tourist attraction in Orlando and mm-hmm. um, had a guy that kind of came up to him was like, hey, you guys want to uh, you guys want a party or you guys looking to, to hang out or whatever and tried to get this group of like young ladies to go with him to a second location, um, which was like it was very sketchy in the way that it was yeah. told. And it's like, dude, you're gonna, that, that person's going to end up on in a, in a storage unit somewhere. And this actually happens like in real life. And, 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 and it wasn't like we're going to some, you know, den of, you know, the Russian mob or something like that. Mm-hmm. We're at a tourist attraction hanging out. Uh, uh, the biggest things now, like you used to be able to send your kids to school. Yeah. And that, and you didn't have to be afraid when you would send your kids to school. And now you do. And it's not their fault. And it's not the school's fault. It's just people in this world that are, that are hurting and want to hurt other people. Mm-hmm. And it's, and, and I, I, I think that it, the, the, the mental health issues that are expressing themselves through these acts of violence and hate. You know, we can blame video games and we can blame the media, but I think that behind all of this, it's there's a very spiritual condition mm-hmm. of of darkness and of self-loathing and of uh, a, a lack of value in human life. And it's a cultural yeah. thing. We've built it. We have th- th- we are are reaping what we have sown through our creativity, through our legislation, uh, through the way that we want to express our own independent rights, which show that life is less than a gift of God, that shows that 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 man is less than than worthy of of of, of value and and honor and protection. And uh, we've we've devalued the old. We've devalued the unborn. Uh, we've devalued people that are different than us. We devalue people that live on the other side of the world from us because that's them all the way over there, and that doesn't affect me. And uh, and and there's this huge just general devaluing of life. And when people are are filled with hate or rejection or uh, they don't know how to express their own hurts and they can just hurt other people, there is a reaping of what we have culturally sown. Now. Nobody, especially me, I don't get to point my finger and say this is the fault of so and so. But it's it's total depravity. It's man's uh, rejection of God, and in in the the follow up action of rejecting the sanctity of life and respect and value of, of others. And I think it all has to come back to for us who live in a world where fear is a real dark cloud that looms over us. We have to go back to the word. We have to go back and remember that uh, in. Second Timothy, uh, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. He's given us a spirit of power and love mm-hmm. and of a sound mind. We have to remember what the, the Psalms say. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Uh, the Lord's a stronghold of my life. Whom, uh, of whom shall I be afraid? Um, Psalm 56 says, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Uh, For the believer, for the redeemed, for those of us who have more hope than what this world can muster up in and of itself, we know that the very worst thing that can ever happen to us is for our life to be taken from us. And uh, I mean, even even the Bible, uh, Jesus said, "Don't fear those who can kill the body, but not mm-hmm. kill the soul." Yeah. Um, we we are are safely in God's presence in heaven right now, spiritually. So, like, if the body is snuffed out, we're okay. 
But the issue then becomes those people that are here that are so hurting and helpless and hopeless that yeah. that murder and 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 torture and uh, exercising just just these depraved and, and hurtful uh, decisions. Um, uh, human trafficking is awful. Um, murder, especially the murder of defenseless innocent children, is awful. And and I can understand the the pandemics. I mean, global sicknesses. I mean, it's it's awful. And people we know have we've have lost their lives. And it's it's enough to make you want to just stay in the house and and cover your head with the blankets and never get up and go out. But we have to bring love and grace and truth and balance back to this very dark and scary world. It's um. It's not just an opportunity, it's a responsibility, mm-hmm. I believe, of God's people to be the light in dark places. And um, that is my encouragement for you guys tonight. I think being proactive, even if it's in small ways, seemingly small ways, can make a bigger impact than you think it can. When I think of like what you were speaking about, Tony, with like all the mental health issues that lead to sometimes crazy atrocities, I don't know. You just hear these countless stories of people who, you know, take in their lives or have taken lives of others or both who maybe if they had like somebody reach out to them, things could have been different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think sometimes we can also obviously be proactive in the way of like giving to charities and supporting organizations that, you know, fight human trafficking. And I would think that's a great idea. But like sometimes it comes down to just personal relationships that you can form with people and just make them feel seen. Love conquers all. Yeah. Yeah, Love love conquers all. It makes a big difference. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the conclusion of this um, deeply upsetting (laughs) spoopy season episode. Uh, Man, we started talking about Frankenstein and now I'm all depressed and I don't want to, I don't want to go out of the house anymore. That's the way I feel when I watch Frankenstein. (laughs) As as one does. But But thank you guys so much for being with us. Jessica, thank you for coming back and honoring us on this, this night of terror. Uh, we are delighted to have you here with us. Please uh, don't be a stranger, and um, we are we're honored to have you. Nick, has this been uncomfortable for you at all? No. Good. <laughs> you're always a little happier when your wife is here. Yes. Aww. Yeah. Aww. Just Aww. a little. Don't put him on the spot what? like that. Sorry, no. We are uh, we are so grateful that you guys have been with us tonight. Remember to follow us across all the different social medias. If you'd like to be a part of the financial blessing of this ministry, please go to patreon.com slash nerdogodcast and join our Facebook small group, the Nerd of God Squad. We would love to chat with you, connect with you, and exchange some whimsical animated gifts with you. Until next time, thank you guys for listening. Next time we're going to have a very interesting episode. We're going to be looking at the generation gap. Ooh. We're going to compare all y'all younger peoples with us older peoples, and it should be a great time. Uh, for all of us here at the Nerd of Godcast, lovely Lady Lismati. Bye, make good choices. Julia Cameron Colazzo. Adios. Quentin Gregory Neff. I just spooked my pants. Oh, gosh. Mrs. Sadler, Jessica Terror. See y'all later. And Nick the Engineer. Goodbye. My name's Tony T. Until next time, we ain't got to go home, but we can't stay here. I'm sorry for spooping all of you. You keep saying that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. (laughs) So long, farewell to you, my friends.
Yeah. 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 Yeah.